No time to record an intro for this one. It's Swall Pope on the Push Record and Run Shallot Records podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I'm just grateful to live here, you know? And I think this year proved that, like, it reaffirmed, like, yeah, this is where I want to be, you know? And I think Lincoln is going to grow, and I think it's a... Uh, it's a hub. That might be a little idealistic, but who cares? I think it's yeah. cool. <laughs> you know, <laughs> my my main goal in trying to go to school as a community planner and all that shit is because I love Lincoln so damn much that I I, I want to get a job that not only is regularly here but also lets me affect the broader outcome of what happens in Lincoln. Because it's like, that's like, so cool. It's <laughs> the fucking coolest place, man. And it's out there. There are no there are no coasts. That's the only thing that mm. I might change about it. You know, if yeah. there was a coast, it'd be like, oh, what the fuck is this place? Because <laughs> all of the coastal cities are so filled up with bullshit. And we're here out in the middle of nowhere having the having like the lowest crime rate and the, the kindest people and the highest rate of satisfaction in, in, in jobs and happiness and all of this shit because everything's run so well, with the exception of maybe Pete Ricketts. But I think that everybody can agree that Pete yeah. Ricketts well, is insane a, in a lot a of ways. He's a politician, and he's politicians a, come and go, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's like, it's the same. He's the kind of like, bohemian grove people that, uh, that yeah. fucking Alex Jones talks about. But yeah, man, this this place fucking kicks ass. Yeah, I don't know. Lincoln, Nebraska slays. Omaha is a is a is a is a, a close second. I mean, Omaha is pretty much Iowa. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> well, okay. I'm, okay. I'm totally kidding. I'm sorry for anyone who's from Omaha who's pissed at me right I, now. <laughs> I'm, I'm you know I'm curious about the what what is what is the term for somebody who is from Omaha? Omahaian. <laughs> You know, Omahan, Omahan, yeah. Omahan. All right, let's just say it's, that from here on out. So it's imagine, a little, uh, yeah, the, it's, <laughs> it sounds Hawaiian. Miss Paint is uh, is something that I I would like to see on more album covers. Not, oh yeah, not not just uh, you know some band camp hyper pop shit. You know I want I want to see it on some mainstream album covers. I think yeah. the closest closest I can think of is uh, um, Yay, Yay, by Kanye. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, with the mountains, right? Yeah, with the mountains, and yeah. I'm not you know. I like and being bi- or I hate being bipolar, whatever it's yeah. like. I can't remember what it says, but yeah. yeah. I hope Kanye's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too, man. Are you are you uh, a uh, a Kerwin Frost fan? Have you seen that guy? I, I I'm not familiar. So he's like, I I looked him up because I, I saw an uh, an interview with him on YouTube that had a ton of views with Mac DeMarco. Mm-hmm. And I, the entire interview is hilarious. Absolutely one of the. 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 
Absolutely one of the one of the most fantastic influencers I've ever seen. In his interview with Mac DeMarco, it seemed like he was just blazed as shit the entire time. And he was wearing a weed shirt. And he and Mac were just sitting in his studio. And apparently they're great friends. And he's apparently amazing friends with so many celebrities. Like a ridiculous amount of celebrities. To the point where he can just he can just grab an interview with Post Malone out of nowhere. You know, That's hilarious. And he, he goes to these Kanye West uh, album release parties. Oh, my God. It's insane. He takes a video camera with him, and he just shows the entire album release party, and it's ridiculous. Just going around interviewing, like, fucking Lil Yachty and a bunch of celebrities at these parties. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. Can you imagine that, though? Damn. Being, being a guy that knows that many celebrities that he can just go around and... Just call him up and, yeah, I'm going to travel to Utah to see fucking Post Malone. I bet his secret is that, like, he, like, doesn't give a shit, like, more than anybody doesn't give a shit. (laughs) No, and and it it comes, it kind of comes off that way, to be honest. I wish, I wish I didn't give that much of a shit to the point where I could just know (laughs) a ton of celebrities and just be cool around whoever and treat everybody as an equal. You know? Yeah, man, I uh, I met Connor Obersch once, and I, like, fangirled over, like, and I, I think I, like, put him off, like, it, the, the encounter was very brief, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm actually kind of embarrassed about it. Wow. Uh, like. Was that, was that in Omaha? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, um, I was at ARC, and he was there, and I was just, and the, the, the engineer, Ben, was like. Like in the the lobby and and I saw someone walking up and I was just kind of like getting ready to go home for the night and Ben was like, "Hey Paul, um, by the way, this is Connor," and I, like it, I just like started getting into Bright Eyes at the time. Also, nice. like ironically, like <laughs> I I'm recording at like ARC, like the studio that Connor Oberst owns, and I'm like. I don't know that much about him, which is kind yeah. of funny. I would, but, I would hope he he would be there. Like, yeah, yeah, a lot but of the time. he 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 was there, and Ben introduced me to him. He's like, "Hey, this is Connor," and I'm like, "Oh, like I'm like super nice to meet you, dude. Holy shit!" <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I like kind of freaked out a bit, and I like, tried to dial it back, and I'm like, "I'm like, yeah, I'm like, you should come check out uh, my my." What I'm working on. Connor Overs has so many just like projects and is such an interesting character. Like, I actually like authentically wonder like what he's like, you know, especially like after that encounter. Like, I kind of feel a little bad that like I encountered him when I was like. I didn't know much about him, you know, before I, like, kind of, like, realized, like, the depth of his portfolio, um, and, like, everything that he's done, you know? Um, Yeah. But on the same, like, thought train, um, 
<laughs> couple of friends and I were at Red Rocks, and we were going to a show that Kurt Vile was playing at. Oh, nice. And we were driving up. We got there super early, and we wanted to be the first in line. We were like... The who else Who else was playing line. at this show? It was Ryan Adams. Oh, uh, yeah. Really? Yeah, which oh, is... Uh, Kurt Vile? Yeah, wow, yeah, what Kurt Vile. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know how I feel. That's another... Conversation. I mean, there's yeah, there's yeah. no shame in you know Ryan yeah, yeah, Adams yeah. is it's great. Like yeah. Separate the art from the artist. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. There's been some stuff about him in the last couple of years that. Oh, it, has it, there really? Yeah, there's been some. There's been a lot. There, there were a lot of allegations mm. against him for um like. Yeah, I'm not gonna put it bluntly. Um, he he like apparently abused a lot of women. Wow, um, and like he. He denied it, but a lot of women were like, no, he... yeah, and, like, I don't know, like, yeah, yeah, was this know. was there this was kind like of before, a lot of, lot of before people. that came out? Yeah, this was before that came out, Oof. um, wow, so, then you yeah. caught one of the last Ryan Adams shows, like, like, real, yeah, but it, I, I don't know, it's weird, because it's like, uh, try to separate the art from the artist, but, like, yeah, for sure, I, I feel like I can do that with Sun Kill Moon, Really easily. Mm, I don't know yeah. if you've listened to any of any of uh, Mark Kozalek's shit. Mm. It's like super, super sad, very verbose folk music. That's yeah. that's the the best way I can put it. But yeah, he was accused of uh, sexually harassing and possibly yeah. raping some people. So oh I, man, you know I'm I. But at the same, I've I've loved that music for so long that it's like it's part of my vernacular. You know, it's well, part yeah, of my lexicon yeah, it's of like, stuff. What, what do you do? You know, like. It's like this person's music like shaped like like music that you that that you've made and stuff. Yeah, and like, right, like right. Ryan exactly. Adams like shaped a lot of the like I admit it, like Ryan Adams' music like really inspired me in a lot of ways and now it's like wow, like I was inspired by this like like allegedly like 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 kind of like pretty flawed guy, you know. Yeah. Like, um, and I know everyone has a lot of flaws, and you know, like a lot of people probably have flaws that people don't see. You know, and the music industry also turns people yeah. into fucking insane garbage yeah. humans. Um, which yeah, is which so is sad. really sad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like, what do you do with that? Like, like every time I hear like, "Come pick me up," I'm just like. I love this song so much, but I'm mad that I love it now. You know, yeah, like yeah. I don't know. I but, I kind of feel the same way about uh, "Darling" by Real Estate. Mm, you know. Wait, what's the story with that? Uh, he he was also accused of something. Oh, I I man. honestly can't remember exactly what it was at this point. Yeah. But Adam show. you know. Oh yeah. Um. So we got there really early, and Kurt Vile was opening. Super stoked about Kurt Vile. Love Kurt Vile. Mm. Um. Love everything he's done. Yeah. And he was in a war on drugs. Uh, war on drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like a long time ago. Yeah, OG. Um, but yeah, we were we were driving up a few friends and I, and we saw a big bus and a guy with really long curly hair, <laughs> and my friend Noah was like, "Oh my gosh, that's Kurt Vile." And I'm like, no way. And the guy driving, Dana, is like, that's Kurt Vile. I'm like, we're like, 
we we are like we gotta stop the car and say hello. Like, <laughs> like, of course, of course, it's like the parking lot right outside of the amphitheater, like four hours before the show's Dude. gonna start. Yeah. So we we stop the car, we pull over, He's, and like he has probably yet to do his sound check at that point. Oh yeah, yeah, and we were it was hilarious because we were, like I was like probably like eighteen or nineteen at this point, like like this is right after I graduated high school. Yeah, I think twenty sixteen or so. And we all get out of the car, and I was just like, what, what do we do? And I was just like, Kurt! <laughs> like, <laughs> I just, like, yell his name. And my other friend is like, are you Kurt Vile? And he looks over, like, like darts his head, like, really fast. And without, like, the only thing he says is, in this, in this tone, is... <laughs> like sprints into his tour bus. Oh what? <laughs> like, oh my god! Like it was hilarious. Fuck yeah, Kurt Vile. It, it was so funny. <laughs> and, like we all like we all couldn't like stop laughing after that. And then like like I'll never forget that. You know? <laughs> that is so good. That is so good. I got I got to tell you uh, my my story of something similar. Oh, please. So um, at Lincoln Calling. Uh, 2018, I think mm-hmm. it was whenever Parquet Courts was was headlining. Okay. Um. So, there's Andrew, and then there's, uh, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, there's Andrew Savage, and then, um, it's it also starts with an A, but I it so Andrew Savage is the guy. <laughs> He's 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 that guy. He's the guy with that voice. Okay. Whereas the other guy sang Stoned and Starving and he's like the other main member in the band and yeah. he he's uh he's the guy with the blonde hair and it's often cut in like a fucking bowl cut. So anybody who's listening who knows who I'm talking about, that's who I'm talking about. He was standing outside watching the the band that was going on prior to them. Um, and it, what's cool about, uh, Duffy's beer garden is any of the performers just stay in the hotel that's like right across from there, right oh, behind the venue. Nice. So there's they can, hotel behind there? there's a, apparently that's what they were coming in and out of. Whoa. So I, either that's the green room or it's our hotel that's there. Whoa. I did not. Maybe it's an Airbnb or something. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So like anybody who's there can watch the performance through their window. Like from the from the back of the stage, which is kind of fucking nuts. Um, but he he had walked out the doors from that building and he was standing there, and uh, my buddy Mark and, and I, uh, my buddy Mark pointed him out. He was like, "Oh, that's," uh, and we ran over to him and we were like, "Hey, man, we're really big fans." And he said, "You don't seem really big to me." And he's he's fucking way taller than either of us. <laughs> and and uh, we were like, <laughs> yeah, you know. I mean, <laughs> like, there wasn't no. much else that we could have said at that point. And we were like, well, we're looking forward to your show. Uh, you know, hope you have a good time. Good luck. And he was like, thank you. And we, we ran back. But you know, that's. That's one of those one of those bands that I I respect the shit out of, mm-hmm. and then I got to meet one of their members, and I also got to talk to Adam Savage. Cause it's not Fred Savages, Adam Savages, 
Andrew Savage is the name of the guy in Parky Chords that we were just talking about. Yeah. The guy I was talking about earlier with the <laughs> voice. Yeah. Um, I, I asked him about like starting a record label and stuff like that. And he was talking with a bunch of other people and we all kind of joined in in conversation. It was nuts. It was like he was just standing with a bunch of random people and having a conversation. And, you know, each person was considered an equal. It, it wasn't like yeah. we were just, you know, talking at him about yeah. stuff. Because I, I never want to be that guy, you know. For sure. Yeah, that's a, it's a hard line to draw. It's like, it's like if you meet someone who's like one of the people you really admire it's like you want to express how much you admire them yeah you want them to know what they've like like done for you in your life but at the same time it's like well like the most productive way to like complete an interaction with them that's productive for the both of you is to just like like talk to them like one of your friends like you know right, like try to right. get to know them you know and it's like hard to do that sometimes like yeah it's so with, hard with these people who, who are just such big inspirations you know yeah um, and i think what something that's partially responsible for that is just like algorithms um in general like yeah of, you know, of your own thinking no, no, no. Like, oh. artificial algorithms that, oh. like, manipulate human psychology. Like, um, Spotify, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, like, probably 10, 15 years ago. It was You're talking, TV. talking in mean, terms of, like, musical taste or just in general? No, like, social, socially. Um, like, oh, yeah. Like, the way that, like, artists are presented to people. Um, oh, yeah, man, that blows my mind sometimes and yeah. as most of our listeners will know i'm a huge king gizzard fan mm-hmm. and king gizzard's number one song on spotify still even though they've placed other songs in, in higher priority to it but their number one listen to song song is still work this time mm. and that's only because it was placed on on some random spotify playlist that got it a ton of a ton of listens that's ridiculous that's yeah. weird because it's like I guess that makes sense because if they're on the right playlist, it will get like a lot of listens if it's the right like sound, blah blah. Like yeah. you put on their playlist and it, they just like like stumble upon it and listen. They're like, oh yeah, well this is a, a part of my indie playlist, you know. Right, and like, for the for the longest time, Ladders was Mac Miller's number one song yeah. on Spotify, you know, and that and always like, fucking that, blew my mind. Yeah, no, it's a great song. Like yeah, it's a great, great song. But like also, it's just like it's like you listen to the album like yeah right um yeah that that blows my mind it's like people don't give up like i guess like i think people really actually do care about albums but the algorithm doesn't seem to give a shit yeah you know like um and it really breaks my heart because like i think that there's a world um like entirely possible where algorithms and people like are in a better understanding of each other. Right. But we're not there yet. And <laughs> and I think the people the the human beings who so far have been building these algorithms, um, and like wherever, like Spotify is based in like Sweden, but I'm sure a lot of it is based out of like Silicon Valley. I don't know. Is it really um, based in Sweden? Um, I, I've heard that, yeah. Really? Um yeah. But I think a lot, like a lot of stuff, is based off of Silicon Valley, like YouTube and like Apple Music, you know. 
um, tech in general. Um, but these algorithms are like based off of like just consumerism, you know, and like, mm-hmm. and it's it's just damaging like the culture in a way that like no one ever intended to do it, you know. It's like not entirely like at the fault of those people who built the algorithms but it also is you know yeah it's like well, who else they, is responsible you know they, did, like, they didn't know what consequences like it would have in the first it, place yeah it's like is human psychology in general responsible like the the fact is, is that they took something as like integral in, integral whatever the word is integral integral i hate that, that <laughs> yeah no that's okay fin- <laughs> yeah um to to like to humanity is like music which might sound like some hippie dippy bullshit to some people but like yeah like me like listening to me say that but like they took something as like precious as that to the human experience and they exploited it like these people who are in tech and I don't know if they did that on purpose. They probably didn't. I don't want to think that they did. I don't think anyone exploits people on purpose. Like, maybe some psychopaths do. Like, because, you know, there are psychopaths out there. But, like, I, I want to think and I'm pretty sure that people don't... In it, I'm pretty sure that people inadvertently exploit people. Hmm. Um, But still, like, the the current under like that exploitation is driven um off of like usually just people want money <laughs> you know and, like yeah. you know and it, it's it's natural people want status people want money people want to like advance their careers you know right and it doesn't seem like this like this insidious like conspiratorial thing at the time it just seems like oh yeah this is what like i've been studying and researching and this is what the data is telling me about right. like what works, you know, as far as the algorithm. And that's 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 you know, one could make a case that they're not giving artists as much money as they deserve. Oh, absolutely, one could make that case. But yeah, but seriously, in the past. When have artists ever made money off of album sales? You know what I mean? That's fair. Very seldom. Artists make money from touring balls and getting so big that they can sell out arenas. Yeah. You know what I mean? Honestly, it's hilarious. Like, the last time, like, I don't know if this is, like, my my fucking opinion doesn't probably hold much weight. But, like, I'm just saying this to talk shit out of my ass. (laughs) By all means. By all means, man. But, like, um... Okay, so for context, I recently read a book called Pillars of the Earth um, about, like, a cathedral builder in um, in France mm. or England, whatever, Middle Ages. Amazing <laughs> book. And there was part of the book where some kid was looking for his dad, his long-lost father, and he found the village his father was from in his he found out that his father was what they would call, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, is a jongler. A, hmm. a jongler. Um, J-O-N-G-E-L-I-E-R, I believe. Hmm. And it's basically someone who 
like sings songs and recites poetry on the road, you know, like like a troubadour kind of Yeah. Yeah. Like a musician poet type of guy and they did pretty well for themselves like in that time period. Yeah. Um and it blows my mind that like that was the middle ages like what what were the middle middle ages like would have been like 1500 yeah 1500 yeah that probably like 1500 to like like 17 or 1800 yeah it's probably like around like the time that like like artists being appreciated for being artists in general and having something to offer the world that was creative and artistic was appreciated to the degree that like people would appreciate you just for making art yeah you know just for doing it like people would say like i really appreciate that you are going out on a limb and like doing this with your life yeah i'm gonna pay you accordingly um now it's like it's a it's a way different story obviously because just like the time we're living in and like there's just so many people who have you know fruity loops who have logic yeah who like everybody has a guitar you know like and it's good it's it's a it's an arguably good thing but also it's it's like led to this culture of like like oh you're a musician? Great. So is my yeah. three-year-old, like, nephew, you know? Like- so so I, I have several thoughts on that. Um, the first of which being, do you think that it's a lowering of the bar in terms of what music is or what m- people like to listen to? You know what I mean? Because now more people are allotted to do it, but also you have to account for the fact that in those ancient times, ancient, yeah. you know, like, yeah. you know, back in the dark ages when yeah. people were more respected for being <laughs> musicians, um, you have to account for the, the much lower population yeah. that, that people are and I, I'm at that time. I'm not at all trying to romanticize the Middle Ages. <laughs> no, no. Oh, God, man. That sounds, that sounds terrible. You know, I mean, yeah. Shakespeare was living around in times when people would dump poop out their windows yeah. and it would dump on their heads walking along the sidewalk. <laughs> like, fuck that noise. Yeah, no, I do not want to live in the Middle Ages, in the Dark Ages of the Middle Ages. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, do, do you think that... Uh, do you think that it's it's a lowering of the bar? Do you think that music back then was more authentic? Or do you, um, do you think that classical think music it was, it was holds... more scarce? And the reason I think that is because like so I recently heard someone say that there is no clean air in the world anymore. And what I mean what they meant by that is that if you go to the remotest the most remote part of Siberia or Antarctica, there are still going to be like like radio waves going through the air, which is kind of crazy and like sad to think about in a way. Yeah. Because it's just like everything is polluted in one way or another, you know? Um, and it's like even if it doesn't have like an effect on the environment as much, I mean, it still does physically. Like... Like, even if, like, these radio waves aren't, like, melting the icebergs, they still are there, you know? Right, 
Um, and it, it, it is kind of sad, but it's like, what can you do? Like, you like your internet, right? You know, like, yeah. um, but in the middle ages and the dark ages, like that did not exist. And the only like outlet, um, the only output and input for music was fucking live music in man. between each other, you yeah. know? Which is a beautiful thing. Like, yeah, that's really. like, that is something that I romanticize, you know? And like, I mean, but the cool thing is that you can romanticize it right now because like me and you can get together <laughs> and jam, you know? Yeah. And it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And like, and, and, it's becoming niche, which is hilarious because like, like it used to be the only thing that there was for music. Yeah. You know? Think about the amount of people that owned a Stradivarius violin. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the best of the best violin and one of the only makers of violin out there. And so you have this or nothing. And, uh, you know, you're, you're going you're gonna to play it if you have it. Yeah, it constantly blows my mind um, how, like, music is becoming more, like, more sacred but also more saturated because, I mean, I don't even, for a multitude of reasons, I don't even know how to describe <sighs> yeah that's good well we should we should listen to some music hey paul what yeah. should we listen to oh man um well me and you should pick a record from this beautiful record shelf at shallow records <laughs> and if you're ever if, if you out there are listening to this podcast then you should think about recording music at Shallot Records with Hunter. I, I couldn't agree more, Paul. Um, Thank you. And as far as listening to music, um, Hunter and I will decide what we listen to, but you should listen to all of my music. <laughs> I, I Distressed Damsels. I agree. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, Distressed Damsels is coming out with some new shit. Yeah. Um, very very soon here. Ooh. Yeah. Yes. Ooh, I yep. am very curious. I'm 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 happy to claim that I am I am a part of Distressed Damsels in in the sense that I am the lead guitarist mm. or you know partially lead guitarist. You know, we we switch out roles, which is cool. We we have That's two awesome. two two drummers that both play guitar. Um <laughs> hey, Ga- Gage be, Gage being one of the two, mm-hmm. which I'm sure our listeners know Gage, of course, he's a badass yep. and a wonderful human. You should go listen to 2000s rock and roll music. Ooh, um, yeah. I I would I would particularly like to re- recommend uh, the Kooks Inside In Inside <laughs> okay. Out. Great album. I would also like to recommend uh, Ida Maria's Fortress Round My Heart, which is which is another good one. 2008 uh, Scandinavian record of some kind. Mm. Uh, it's a good one. Lots of lots of top notch tracks on that. Um, of course, Arctic Monkeys, whatever you say, and that's what I'm not. It's a good one. Um, but also, uh, ooh, I'm blanking on this one. It's uh, L1011. I think yes. it's their it's, I think it's oh their my gosh. The self-titled one the, the record. one with the sunset? Yes. And yeah, the, that the was a beautiful album. Great and record. Great also, record. Little, uh, little Easter egg. Um, there is that record with the plane taking off in the sunset. And I believe that the plane is headed towards one part of it's angled towards a part of the picture, but it's angled El- to the left. Yes. And I'm then pretty damn sure. So if you guys know of who Elliot Smith is, I don't know. 
Elliot Smith's first band before he did solo stuff was called Heat Miser, and they have an incredible, incredible 90s punk band. Well, yeah, they're called Heat Miser. I just said that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is self-titled, self-titled yeah. album? Um, I am not sure. Heat Miser. Oh, Heat Miser. Yeah, I don't know if it's self-titled. It might like the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer character with the he's all he's all hot. So Heat Miser's album, I don't remember what it's called. It's but I'm pretty sure it's their only album. Um, it is a picture of a sunset with the plane flying the other way, and I'm not sure, but I wouldn't be surprised if. L ten eleven, like took a spin on that and put the flint plane fly. You just have to like look at both album covers because it's like wow. crazy. It's really cool and that is a beautiful album. I recommend the songs Dope. "Get Lucky" and "Half Right." Up all night um, to get lucky. Also, one more album recommendation is my last al- album recommendation, but it's like one that I've been so stoked about lately. This is a friend of mine who deserves, like millions of streams um like she is just amazing um her name is maya bennett and she's from denver she has an album that's called as the pink fades and it will make you cry it will make you cry um she had a friend who lost his life to um like i think some depression um and it's grieving with that process Hmm. and it's about a few other things too like i i don't know she's just an incredible artist so it's hard to describe what the album is about because it's just so like beautiful in the macro level um but yeah as the pink fades by maya bennett m-a-y-a and then bennett b-e-n-n-e-t Everybody who's listening, um, Hunter and I both love you very, very much. Mm-hmm. And keep your nose and ear to the grindstone at the same time um, if you can. I know it's probably – you probably can't put your nose and your ear on a surface at the same time. Um, but metaphorically do it because it's worth it. Thank you.